Welcome back. In case you forgot who we are, because I know that we sure have for the past several weeks, I am <laughs> I am the Gooth. Hi. I'm not even going to introduce myself. I don't want people to know or, who or I am. Or talk. Nope. At all. Nope. Jerk. Oh, I guess I should probably turn my mic on, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh, wait. Are you not on? No, I'm on. Oh. No, he's in the penalty box to start the show. <laughs> uh, no, I think you are the one who's supposed to start the penalty box in the show. <laughs> probably. Start, start the penalty box in the show. Wow, we really don't remember how to do this. We should we? redo. Let's redo it well, again. Just, no, I'm not no, going to redo okay. it. We're going to go with it. Right, we're going to go, go with this go miserable with. failure of an opening. <laughs> <laughs> opening or show? <laughs> Both. I don't even know. I don't even. Look, quick, well, we, quick, go on to the first thing. Really so we can, we can we can pretend like this is actually how it's supposed to go. Okay, because now we're going to bring everybody down. Dan Rooney. Oh. Rest in peace. Great man. Yeah. Penguins did a nice tribute video to him last night. Uh, I watched it a little bit earlier this morning, and uh, some players they showed at the end because they kind of did an edit together of everything. And uh, one, especially Sidney Crosby, looked like he was getting a, a tad emotional during the uh, during the video. Which, for as much as the two of them talked, I would completely understand that. Yeah, Dan Rooney was just such an important part of Pittsburgh. Period. His the Rooney family as a whole just personifies Pittsburgh, and to lose. You know the patriarch of that family, now patriarch since uh, since Art passed all those years ago, is a really sad day for everyone in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I think the Penguins had a wonderful tribute to it, and everybody had tributes to Dan, a truly great character, a truly great man, and a great ambassador for the U.S. to Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. He was a fantastic man, and I mean, everyone knows you know how charitable he was. Like He supported so many organizations here in the city of Pittsburgh, and uh, the Rooney family even made the request that donations be not given to the family, but given to Duquesne University or the United Way of Pittsburgh. That right there shows you the kind of person that Dan Rooney was. Right. So, to Mr. Dan Rooney, may he rest in peace. And the Penguins are going to go try to win a Stanley Cup for you. And the Steelers, I'm sure, will try to win another Super Bowl this season. They'll be motivated. Oh, yes. yeah, they will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they will. So, we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. <laughs> we know we for, we had conscious decisions about what we were going to talk about here. And we decided that we're going to skip a lot because there's just too much stuff. If we wanted to catch you up on everything that we haven't been talking about, we would probably be here... Roughly three to four hours. Three to four hours, and that's mm-hmm. after David edits all the crap out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we missed the the entire month of March because Basically, of yeah. schedule because of our schedules are yeah. insane. So we decided to skip over the month of March, and with all the injuries that the Penguins had, that's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. You know, even with all the injuries, they still managed to finish second in the Metro, though. They didn't. Yeah. Penguins closed out the, this is the note that I have, they finished out the 2016-2017 regular season, because playoffs, mm-hmm. with a record of 50, 21, and 11, with 111 points, which Goose said was good enough for second in the Metro, and also second in the East, and and second in the entire NHL. Woo. So, with all these injuries, and the Penguins still managed to be the second best team in the NHL, and I'm okay with not winning the President's Trophy, and we all know why. Because Doom. That's what mm-hmm. happens when you win the President's Trophy. They already have Doom now. Doom Stop. And, that's and the there first, goes your that's mic. The first it's gone. One. And starting now. Thank you, Alvin. Anyway. <laughs> Rudick. So what on. else is there? Yeah. Um, Penguins with their record of, like I said, 50-21-11. Mike Sullivan joins only two other coaches in Penguins history. He joins Dan Bilesma, who we'll talk about later, and Woo. Scotty Bowman as the only coaches... To achieve 50 wins in a season for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, yay, Mike. Way to go. 
And, you know, remember how we were asking, what would Sidney Crosby do under a season of Mike Sullivan? And is Goose back yet? He's back. Goose is back. Yay. Goose, remember we asked that question? What what did he do? A lot. Yes, yeah. he did. Sidney uh, Crosby won the Rocket Richard with 44 goals. Oh, my. Granted, like over half came in the first half of the season, but that's okay. The Penguins clinched their 11th straight playoff berth. And with the story that we'll talk about next in David's segment, because of another team's failure to make the postseason this year, the Penguins now hold the longest active playoff streak in the NHL to close out their 50th regular season because postseason. All right. Does that kind of catch us up there? That's, you know, that's about as broad as I feel like we can go. Yeah, and if we start narrowing it down, we're going to we'll be here forever. Who is, so, so it's like, who is the MVP for that one game where everybody was hurt? I'm not diving back into that. Tom Sestito. It was it Tom Sestito. No. Was that Has, before or after he was suspended? Yes. <laughs> He's the MVP of every game that he played in this year. Hashtag free Sestito. All right, so Rudick said, taking a look around the league, Rudick said how the Penguins now have the longest active playoff streak, and that is thanks to the Detroit Red Wings, who did not make the playoffs this year and ended their streak after 25 years. 25 consecutive trips to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they are out. And at least three Stanley Cup. Who has the uh, most consecutive appearances in the playoffs? In the playoffs. Currently or? All time. Probably Montreal. Toronto. Or the Islanders. Boston. <laughs> 29 seasons in a row from 67-68 to 95-96. I was going to say certainly not last year. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit. I know what your feelings are on Detroit and their... Well, let's, just, let's start with their coaching situation. I know you have opinions. Fire Jeff Blaschel. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Is it really his fault, though? They've been on a slow decline for a while. Mike Babcock saw it and got out. I mean, smart call, but at the same time, you have some good young players there. I feel like they could be doing better than they currently are. Yes, they have some very old players on that team, but they're not bad players. They just need to be utilized effectively, and they aren't. Yeah, they have some old players, as in Henrik Zetterberg played his 1,000th NHL game which also happened to be the last game of the season, which also happened to be the last game at Joe Louis Arena mm-hmm. for them. Next year, they move into Little Caesars Pizza Arena, which just doesn't seem to well, flow I think off Isn't the it the Little Caesars Palace or something like that? No, it's Little Caesars Pizza Arena is what it is. Or Little, Little Caesars, Caesars Pizza Palace Arena. Pizza Place. Planet? Wait. Wait. This isn't Toy Story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of moving arenas, let's jump to this. The New York Islanders will be... I love this headline from Lighthouse Hockey. The Barclays Center will urge the Islanders to move back in with its parents. <laughs> it's a good, that's such a good headline there. Apparently, they would like the Islanders to move back into the Nassau War College. Well, let's get it right. Yeah, it's a full, it, it's a really yeah. complicated name. Get it right. It is for me. the wait. I have to look it up because the actual name of the Coliseum has gotten so ridiculous since they now have <laughs> corporate sponsorship. So. The full name of that arena is now the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum presented by New York Community Bank and NYCB Live. Coliseum it is. <laughs> That's what they've named the renovated Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Can we all just agree that the Barclays Center was a terrible place for them to go? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was oh, a terrible yeah. place to go. It's not designed for hockey. 
the sight lines are terrible. The ice is mush. Yep. The scoreboard doesn't hang directly above center ice. It's off to the side because it wasn't designed for hockey. It was designed for the Brooklyn Nets. Moving on. <sighs> Moving on. All right. Let's jump to this. We had retirement announcement coming at the end of the regular season. Patrick Eliash, originally from a place I can't pronounce in Czechoslovakia, won two Stanley Cups with the Devils, and they uh, will be retiring his number. This is actually a really old headline. Um, I put this on here whenever it happened, like... March 31st. Yeah. Let's see. What does it say? It will be his number 26 jersey. Yep. will become the fifth number to be retired by New Jersey Devils. So, you know, Goose, what do you think of Patrick Eliash? He was good. No denying the fact that he was good. I'm reading through this now. He was an offensive staple of Devils history. Uh, on a on duh. a on a Devils team that <laughs> never had offense. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't believe in the offensive thing, and he had over 1,000 career points. So uh, good on him. And the Devils will certainly miss him because uh, they still don't really have offense he was a lifelong devil wasn't he yes just played hey for now for hey one now team. hey now they've got bo bennett oh my arm what <laughs> <laughs> oh my back well here's like, the thing is uh I, you saw on twitter how uh, bo bennett finally lifted the curse he on lifted Pittsburgh. The curse. he lifted the curse so hopefully we can finally stay healthy for a little stretch here yeah nope too late no all, all right already so. broke himself in the off season ready all right we're going to blur the line between around the league and uh, feeling the heat because we had so many coaching changes. The good news is we did have one coach who was displaced earlier this year who landed on his feet and got a job. Gerard Gallant has been named the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Gentlemen, discuss. Pretty obvious. Good choice. Yeah, it was, it's yep. a good choice. Hey, they, they, they're, they're one skater right now. I think he, he is in agreement uh, as the head of the franchise that they will be in good shape for next year under the uh, leadership of Gerard Gallant. I mean, the um, the article that we have from ESPN. ESPN covering hockey. ESPN. Anyway. <laughs> it's hilarious because they get so much right. Was Gallant saying, I interviewed in mid-January. And he felt real comfortable coming here. So they've been talking to Gallant for a while. And I figured that he had been available since, what was it, that he got fired, Goose, in October or November? 21 games into 21 the season. 21 games into the season, something like something that. Like that where, um, well, he wouldn't have gotten fired in October then. Well, then it would have been November or it would have been November or December. Late November. Yeah, he was fired by Florida for reasons. I don't even know if they're good reasons. They're not good they reasons. They were... Outstandingly mediocre, and they thought that was not good enough. <laughs> and they decided and then they hired Tom Rowe, and it was even more outstandingly mediocre. Yeah, they didn't hire Tom Rowe. Tom Rowe hired himself because he was yep. their GM. Well, they, and that worked out so well be. for oh. Lou Lamorello whenever he took over for Peter DeBoer, committee coached with who was it, Adam Oates and Scott Stevens. All we know is the Devils were bad, and then Lou stepped down and made Reshiro GM. Speaking. Of Tom Rowe. Tom Rowe will no longer be the coach of the Florida Panthers because they finished the season in sixth place in the Atlantic Division with a record of 35, 36, and 11. Team's general manager from 2010 to 2016, uh, Dale Talon, will be returning to that position. Tom Rowe will be replaced as the head coach. Not surprised. Not surprised. Here's no. the thing. We knew Tom Rowe was not going to stay their coach because he was their general manager. And he shouldn't be. And he, he shouldn't have been. Because here's the thing. I see what they did with Dale Talon. They're like, you did such a great job. Dale Talon got them a divisional title with the work of Gerard Gallant and the team and they you know, all their scouts and they 
pull together a divisional title for the Florida Panthers, who still only have a half full arena. Yes. Yep. And he knew exactly where I was going yep. with that. Thank you, Goose. They had they were playing. They won a divisional title, and they're playing in the postseason. And it's an exciting series against the then exciting New York Islanders. <laughs> and they're still exciting. Excitingly entertaining to watch. Exciting to watch them lose. Yes. Yeah. But I, I remember watching one of those playoff games, and it was the one of the ones that was down in Sunrise, Florida. And I'm watching it and going, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. They just won a division, and there's nobody there. Have, it you, makes absolutely no sense. Almost, a, It makes almost as much sense as hockey in the desert. Yeah, well, that's... It worked so well in Arizona that they felt the need to add another team in mm-hmm. Vegas. And now the the Raiders are moving in. That team's going to get stomped out of relevancy immediately. Yep. Because football. Tom Rowe, by the way, will remain on with the Panthers in an advising role. I'm advising him to just leave. <laughs> I will admit this, though. Credit to Panthers' ownership to do a course correction, an immediate course correction. They said— Well, they said they said in the article, quote was from the NHL.com, was that we have the talent. We just need to get back on track fast. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, They can be a very they good team. They can be team. a very good yeah. team. But you know you have a problem when the, f- what, 45-year-old Yarmory Yager is still one of your leading scorers, if not see, your leading scorer. I don't scorer. see that as a problem, though, because he's still really good. He's still but really yes. good, but you can't rely on someone who's 45. True. He's to not, be fair, though, be they forever. lost some of their good players to injuries for a good part of the they season. Did. I mean, Hubert didn't come back until... Ekblad was hurt for a while, too. Ekblad he? was mm-hmm. hurt. Barkov was hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were missing some really important players in their lineup which i mean not like it would have made a big difference but still whenever you have the extra scoring push there that i mean that, i just anyway. don't feel like i don't feel like their problem ever this season was gerard gallant i feel like it was injuries and poor management decisions that got them to this very disappointing season yes yeah so kudos to florida for making those changes to get them back on track also contributing to the bakery burning down with uh, burned buns. Thanks, Alvin. Jim Nil uh, announced that Lindy Ruff will not be returning to the Dallas Stars for the 2017-2018 season. Ruff earned a record of 34, 37, and 11 for 79 points as the head of the Dallas Stars this season. You know, we talked about this whenever we did feeling heat on him. He only had one good season. Right. As coach of the Dallas Stars. There, there's another change that I would that I feel is necessary, and I, I don't know the name of the coach, so I'm going to just kind of throw it out. Their goalie coach needs to go. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you have Kari Let's 10 in. <laughs> I stole that from my buddy Jeremiah, by the way. That wasn't my own creation. And Antti Niemi, who should be two of the better goaltenders in the league. I shouldn't say best, but two of the better goaltenders in the league. Yeah. Just suck. You know, Niemi, he's he's a grizzled veteran at this point. He's been around a long time. You won a Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks, right? Not the Sharks. Not the Sharks. <laughs> nope. Whoops. Um. Uh, but, you're, he, you know, he's an aging goaltender, and you know that whenever they get to a certain point, either a goalie's good or they're not. Although, when they're young, they're either good or they're not. There's no middle ground for goalies. But you're right. Niemi had a much better pedigree coming into his time with Dallas than he's, you know, exhibited over the past couple of years. You're right, their goal their goaltending's just atrocious. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. And does Lindy Ruff coach again, you think? I think he finds a job somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um I no, right now I couldn't tell you where, but 
somewhere eventually I think a team will realize oh yeah we need a coach and give him a couple seasons and they'll realize that he's not the answer well Do you don't worry because I've got a couple more teams looking <laughs> for coaches yeah, does he pop up in Florida maybe my no. father my father no. thinks so no and I'm like I don't think I don't no. think so either I think they're gonna look for Somebody new. Armory Yager's going to retire and coach the team. And then they win. Yeah, immediately win a Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Stars are getting hitched to a former head coach. Uh, Screw you. And Goose is gone. Great. Yeah. Anyway, Ken Hitchcock, who led the Stars to their only Cup title, is back. And do you, and do you know uh, who coached the team that Ken Hitchcock beat? It was Lindy Ruff. Ooh. I'm glad we did that at the same time. Yep. Ken Hitchcock, Ken Hitchcock is 65, too. He was going to retire. <laughs> Goose made the Crypt Keeper noise. You can't hear it because his mic is still off. He deserves it. But anyway, he's uh, he. they won the Stanley Cup in 1999. Yep. 99. You know, Ken Hitchcock has this reputation for being really uh, personal and friendly with his weight. That's not it, is it? I think I think that he's I think you're back. But I'll just turn him on. He's uh known for being a jerk. Yeah. He coached the Philadelphia Flyers at one point in his yep. career, so it fits. Well, I mean, he's not like uh I'm surprised he's, he's not like our good buddy in Columbus. <laughs> Torts. Yeah. Well, he went to the Mike Sullivan School of Happy Face Making. <laughs> Yeah, Hitchcock was fired by St. Louis. We talked about that. He was replaced by Mike Yo, And now he said he was going to retire. Nope. That was, that was spite, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to retire out of spite. And then I'm going to get offered a job and be like, nah, I'm going to take it. His exact, his exact words were, let's see, I can't find it, so whatever. But... <laughs> Yeah, Hitchcock Those said he was. Okay. <laughs> he was. I can't find it. Whatever. I'll take it. He was planning on retiring, and then whenever he got fired, he started getting a whole bunch of calls from teams and other coaches asking for his opinion. He says that he got, you know, all excited about coaching again because let's just be fair. After four straight years of high expectations and in, in the playoffs, uh, I'm te- sorry. What were they that, doing? They were that, in, in the playoffs. Is that the technical term? Yes, absolutely. That's what hockey journalists use. Yes. Okay. Anyway, Daryl Sutter and Dean Lombardi are out at L.A. And they are being replaced by... Okay, now, Rudik had to help me with these names here because they're they're a little challenging. We have Luke Robitaille and Rablaka. Rablaka. Rablaka, that's it. Rablaka. There we go. Rob Blake. Rob Blake. They, Rob need, Blake. they need a lot more changes aside from promoting uh, Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake. Uh, that that roster is in need of an overhaul at this point because the they are playing an overhaul. old, slow system but that's why, yep. in a league that's fast. That's why I'm, they both got fired, though. I'm Well, I'm hopeful that you know Robitaille and Blake realize the fact that oh hey our roster needs some help yeah and I mean aside from massively underachieving Andre Kopitar this season is that really Kopitar's like I mean could is it Kopitar trying to play around the system it was Kopitar not scoring at all yeah (laughs) oh to be fair none of them really scored at all the only reason why that the you know the numbers and not entirely true because I mean Jeff Carter had a pretty good season yeah, he did. That 70s line. But, you know. They were 39, 35, and 8 this year. 39, 35, and 8. For, for the Kings that we've become accustomed to, that's... They almost snuck into the playoffs. They almost I mean, did. Almost. By almost, I mean they were like 
would that have, or 12 would that points have, out, yeah, if not more. Yeah. But, but they were in ninth place. You yeah, know, close we've been, enough, right? They, it's been like rumored for a few years that Daryl Sutter was going to retire. I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. Nope, he's going to go coach Florida now. That, he's uh, going to go co- coach Florida mm-hmm. now. He's just going to, you know, come back with a vengeance because he got angry. He got canned. And, and think about this, too. I mean, they're talking about how Lombardi had salary cap issues because he greatly overvalued some of those players. And yeah. so he Ooh, yeah. he has... They, they got to solve Skidari that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He took Scuderi back. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing is they've got to figure out what they're doing with their salary cap before they can well, the problem uh, is on. The problem is, though, with the exception of the expansion draft, who might take somebody... Well, Really, no, though. Think about it, because the bigger contracts that are terrible, those players are most likely going to be automatically protected. Yeah. So unless they buy them out or work a deal for them to waive a no-trade clause and trade them away for— Who will want them? That's the issue. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they're going to do. They might just have to bite the bullet for a couple years and then start— you know, we thought the Red Wings would have to do that with Pavel Datsyuk's contract, and then (laughs) the Coyotes are like, yep, we'll take it. We don't care. We'll take it. That's so that they can hit. That's so they can hit the cap floor. <laughs> so that the Coyotes could have the league minimum for cap space. That's why they took Pavel Datsy's contract, and then to acquire picks. Mm-hmm. Yep, all the picks. They're either going to be really good or really bad. There's going to be no in between for Arizona. Really yeah, bad. They're not, going to be really bad. Not really bad. Really bad. So the Islanders uh, named Doug Waite their head coach who has been coaching since the interim, since they dismissed uh, Jack Capuano. Since they his, took the grease ball away. <laughs> I was going to say, since they, just, since they fired him for his poor hygiene. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, they removed the interim tag from him. Goose, I think he did a good job. They got really hot down the stretch, just not enough for it to matter. And their goaltending situation is, I don't even know. When Tom Grice is now your starting goaltender, <laughs> because who knows what happened to Yaroslav Halak. And then there's, what is his name? J.S. Barube. J. Uh, J.F. Barube. J.F. Barube. Thank you. <laughs> J.S. Bach. Bach. You see, we both <laughs> went to the same place. But their goaltending situation is, I don't want to touch it with a 20-mile-long pole. I'm just nowhere near it. Because that would be almost impossible to make it move. Yes. <laughs> Teamwork. That's all it takes. So now let's uh, transition into a coach who is not fired yet. 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 Perhaps. But uh, the winner of our Twitter poll was... Well, the winner of our Twitter poll from a long time ago... Was... Dan Bilesma. Bald. (laughs) (laughs) Disco Dan Bilesma. Disco... Dan Bald Bilesma. He lost so much hair. Dan Baldsma. <laughs> Don't even know. No, I've no. said that one before, so that's yeah, not even. It doesn't count. I want to keep him. But, you know, Dan Bilesma getting a lot of flack over in Buffalo. And let's talk about, you know, where, where he's at. He completed his second year out of a five-year contract with the Buffalo Sabres. Their record so far in those two seasons, he is 68, 73, and 23 in 164 games. Yikes. Oh. He also bought a hairless cat so he could make himself feel better. (laughs) (laughs) But this past season, they were 33, 37, 12 with 78 points, and they finished eighth in the pretty mediocre Atlantic Division. One point behind Detroit. One point behind Detroit. Wow. That's saying something. To be fair, Jack Eichel's ankle exploded at the beginning of the year. Yep. Yep. So, 
you know, there were some some things lost there. But to be fair, was that what you were going to... I was going to say, to be fair... Um, Is that Eric Fair? No. 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 Where'd he go? Toronto. <laughs> Toronto, and then, and then immediately, immediately broke, broke his, his hand. hand. Yeah, so I'll To just, be fair, I'll I mean, one... <laughs> One to two more wins puts them in sixth place in that division, which, I mean, you're still 13 points out of even contending for anything, but I'm looking right now, standings, Buffalo had 78 points, Detroit had 79, Florida had 81, so, I mean, there's a pretty large divide in that division. Right, between the teams that made it and the teams that, oh, 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 nice try, but no. (laughs) You you tried. Did they really, though? Um, but let's talk about some of the team stats for the season for Buffalo. Goals per game, they were 2.4. They're averaging 2.4 goals per game, which was 24th in the league. It's fine. That's fine. Totally fine. Their goals against average was 2.8, which is 19th in the league. Oh, my. Which, by the way, I for those of you who follow us, all 14 of you, I think there are... No, I think 19 followers we have now on Twitter. For those of you who follow us on Twitter, I quoted a tweet where the Buffalo Sabres had said that their two goalies had combined for the fourth best safe percentage in the NHL. Didn't really translate to wins, though, did it? No. No. You gotta have offense for wins. You have to have offense for wins. (laughs) I have the word miraculously for my next (laughs) stat. They had the number one power play in the league operating at 22.5, or 24, rather, 0.5%. You did it. You did a thing. You did a thing, and it was a good thing. And then... The PK dropped to 27th overall, operating at 77. I'm going to throw out a team that had similar stats to that. What's that? Really good power play, really bad penalty kill. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins. And, uh, yeah. Except the difference is, is that the Pittsburgh they had Penguins. They had a lot better uh, goals against. <laughs> they had or, uh, goals for. Goals yeah. for. It, admittedly, though, they had a lot better goals against average as well. Yeah. Well, not that. Not much, really. But <laughs> offense. They outscored everyone. That they was how they won. They did everybody. not win with defense. Now there's, there's a few headlines in here that just to give you an idea of what people honestly think about Dan Bilesma's job that he's done so far uh, here in Buffalo. Well, they're in Buffalo. We're not in Buffalo. It's too cold there. Um, disconnect with players. Has Dan Bilesma's future with Sabres in doubt? Isn't that... Now, that's a headline. I don't want to go into the details about it, but apparently he's too system-oriented and doesn't really, um, you know, doesn't really connect with his players. We know that Dan Bilesma is system-obsessed. Yes. We know that Dan Bilesma is ridiculously stubborn and won't make adjustments. We know this. Yep. As Pittsburgh fans. Accurate. The one thing that boggles my mind about that is that he's having a hard time connecting with his players. One of his biggest criticisms here was that he was too much like the player's friend. So is he trying to fix that? But I going think he's trying to be overcorrected. And he's yeah. going the wrong way. Um, so let's like see. This hairless cat. He's trying to overcompensate for something you don't know. <laughs> Another uh, another headline. If Bilesma goes, the Sabres' time for excuses will be over. Now, this, at this point, they had 10 games left in their season, and the Buffalo Sabres still have to collect 11 points just to match their 81-point total from last season, which, by the way, was an improvement. And if I remember correctly, it was a pretty significant improvement from the year prior when they finished oh, yeah, they were dead last. So bad. They were so bad. But when you have players like Jack Eichel and Evander Kane and Sam Reinhart and Ryan O'Reilly, and they picked up Kyle Ocposo... Get well soon. Yes. Get well soon, Kyle Poso. 
for those of you who don't know, he made a random trip to the ICU towards the end of the season. Uh, he was released, so we just hope that everything for Caliposo is okay, because that is a weird headline to get. Just hockey player, ICU. Whoa. So, Kyle, we hope you're all right. But moving back to uh, Dan, did anybody else happen to see Jack Eichel's exit interviews? That was, was the one where he held everything back, right? Yes. Okay. No. Uh, Jack Eichel, for you know anyone who hasn't, I encourage you to Google it. Ooh. Jack Eichel dropped the gloves and called out everybody for their disappointing season. I mean, he was clearly upset. And apparently, because of his poor performance, he missed out on a $2 million bonus. Yep. I'd be ticked, too. Like, I'd be really upset. Yep. He um, missed it by not much. No, yeah. not much at all. He was real close. Yeah. So, um, one of his quotes was, and this is even from the Sabres Twitter account, Jack Eichel quote, you can't be satisfied with the fact you're in the NHL. I'm here to win. Ooh, that's a jab at your fellow teammates. Yep. You know, to me, I feel like this was being said several times during this season, but by a source that was much less deserving well, to say this in Robin Leonard. Because, yes, Robin Leonard is an NHL player, however. Is he really, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, he is. He's a good backup goalie. Yes. Not one that should be starting. So I'm hopeful that they commit some money to the free agent market. (laughs) Marc-Andre Fleury, perhaps? Um, No. No. I doubt it. No. No. I really just, no. with every fiber of no. my being, I want Goodbye. Mark andre Fleury to Goodbye. say Pittsburgh Penguin. Goodbye. GM Tim Murray has said that he takes a lot of responsibility, which, as a GM, that's kind of like GM 101, things yeah. that you say when stuff goes wrong, it's, it's my responsibility, and that he hasn't had any thoughts of firing Dan Bilesma at this point. He also said, this is today, we don't know what happens tomorrow, I'm still the GM, he's still the coach. That also implies that... Maybe the Pagulas might not want to keep him around. Yeah, that that to me says he doesn't. He's not. He sure about is his feeling own job. the heat. He's not sure about his own job. So they're going to meet down with the Pagulas who live in Florida, I think. Florida, Florida, and uh, you know they'll find out what goes on there. So we've now gotten to the point where we have to talk about where is he on our rating scale, Dan. So what do you think? He is about to enter his third year out of a five-year deal with Buffalo. How much heat is he feeling? I say that he is some... Okay, let's... Guj, you did this before, and I'm Mm going to copy it. I say I'm going to give him two ratings. If Murray stays as the GM, I say he's chilled to partially thawing out. Okay. If Murray goes, well, buns are in the oven, biscuits are burned. Yeah, if, if Murray goes, he's fired. Yeah, that's he, the end of done. the discussion. But let's just let's assume. Let's just stick with what David said. Let's assume that he stays. Tim, yeah, that Murray stays their GM. So if he stays their GM, you said he's somewhere in between children, children and thawing out. Because I think if next season is as disappointing as this season was, I would be more than more than uh confident to say that he's moving further down that scale yeah goose i'm gonna say regardless of what happens um i mean just from jack eichel's interview and all that somewhere between toasty and buns in the oven i i i really think that 
unless he has some kind of really big turnaround and they make the playoffs this year, this uh, next year, he's done. See, Dan, if he makes it the whole season. Yeah. Dan has always been obsessed with his system, and the reason why the Penguins suddenly started playing really well again is because Mike Sullivan just came in and said, "Hey guys, I know you're used to structure. I know you're used to systems. Just play." He has some really talented players on the Buffalo team. Dan Bilesman does. And he needs to... They should be so much better than they are. They should be so much better than they are. He needs to abandon this handicap of his system. Because from what Bo Bennett has said a couple years ago, whenever they hired Mike Johnston, who, I mean, yeah, that didn't work out. (laughs) But when you talk about the differences of systems, Bo Bennett was like, his system was before he totally ruined his own system. Mm-hmm. But Mike Johnson's system was much more of a natural feel. It wasn't so detail-oriented. He said that was one of the problems with Dan's is just they were, you had to be this exact spot at this exact time, you know, to receive the puck, or you had to dump it here and retrieve it there. And it was just so detail-oriented that if you weren't perfectly right, the plays weren't going to work. I think Dan needs to abandon a little bit of his structure. Tim Murray says that they need to get out of the video room and interact with the players more. Have a cup of coffee with them. Be more personable. I think if Dan starts doing that, because you know that he's a player's coach. Players will play for him. Players will play for him. Right now, the players aren't playing for Dan Bilesma at all in Buffalo. I think that he's just trying to overcompensate from his failures in Pittsburgh, but I think it's going to cost him his job in Buffalo. Yep. You're not wrong. And with that being said... I I'm gonna agree more with Goose. I think regardless of whether Murray uh, stays or goes, I don't think he's safe at all. I think he's somewhere between toasty and buns in the oven. He's not safe. So since you and I Goose agree on that, now I'm gonna throw David back in here too. Does Dan Bilesma, if they don't get off to I mean a blazing start where they have like a 16 game Columbus Blue Jackets winning streak? I think for as long as they stay in contention, he is safe. Okay, so But now. if they start to fade, as soon as that happens, he's gone. You think the leash on him is just so short right yeah, now? Yeah, the leash on him, I think, is pretty short. Because, so. I mean, he's already had two seasons. Um, he's had Jack Eichel for a lot. I mean, yes, I know Eichel's been hurt, but at the same time, you got some other good players on that team, and you should be at least treading water, not sinking like a stone. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Wait, wrong Dan. <laughs> Better luck in the next team. So, Rudick, we can, fi- <laughs> we can finally, we can finally launch a new Twitter we poll. We can finally launch a new Twitter poll. <laughs> uh, so, the Twitter poll for the next edition of Feeling the Heat. I'm going to vote right Here now. are my choices. Well, I haven't created it. Don't care voting anyway. It's yet. not up yet. I don't know what your choice is going to be. He's <laughs> just... I got frantically it. I got, typing. I got it. I'll right. I'll post it as we're. It is three forty nine while we're recording. I'll post it. I already <laughs> tweeted to us. Too late. <laughs> I just, Too my slow. Phone, my phone just vibrated. Yep. For our Twitter poll next time, here are your choices. Okay, John Cooper, Tampa Bay Lightning, Jeff Blaschel of the Detroit Red Wings, and Dave Tippett swimming in the infinite chasm of mediocrity that is the I Arizona I thought you were going to say Coyotes. swimming in the Gila River Arena. <laughs> oh, 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 I forgot. I know so little about Arizona, or rather, I choose to forget so much about Arizona, I forgot the name of their arena, because I don't care. Apparently John Cooper. John Cooper, Jeff Blaschel, and... Dave Tippett, and you are obviously also allowed. I voted. <laughs> also allowed to select uh, someone else for consideration, and if they don't get picked, I will consider putting them in the next Twitter poll. So, that's our Twitter poll for feeling the heat. 
Gents, who do you hate to love? Let's talk about the Atlantic Division this time. We'll let David continue to make the Twitter poll. It's up. It's active. It's up, and it's active. Go vote. vote. Do it. Must vote now. Go vote, Goose. Just go vote. (laughs) You know exactly who he's going to pick because he has some strong opinions. And I'm, I am voting on my personal account, too. So I don't you know. have a personal account. Yeah, I'm aware. I don't want a personal account. One vote. I'm not going to lie. I'm, you guys are wearing me down on that. <gasps> I voted. I voted. I wrote in. It wasn't Jeff Blaschel. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, we got we we a write-in vote. 20 seconds. I'm sorry, 12 seconds after I posted that poll. Chris Bruce, guest host from week three. Mm-hmm. Week three it was? It was week three. Uh, tweeted that uh, Matt Calvert is feeling the heat this week. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Chris, Topical. you just Yeah, how you doing, Chris? So anyway. Wait, we're doing... Uh, we're doing Dave Haxtell, we already covered him. Don't care. <laughs> Cover him again. <laughs> Do it again. Please tell me you didn't waste your vote on Do that. it live! Nope, I did. Really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, we'll do it live. I'll write it. Carry Price. Well, moving on though. Carry Price. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Is he what he used to be? No. Yes. I just figured him out. Sometimes. He's he's fading. He is fading. He's fading a lot. Um, I have to look at their roster because they've added some. uh, Alexander Radulov. I have too much. Yeah. Alexander Radulov. Um, Radulov did wonderful things for me on my fantasy hockey team this year. He was, he was great. What league did you have him in? Or maybe it was Markov. Oh, there's a lot of <laughs> Russians on that team. Let's say, because if it was Radulov, he was on my team anyway. Anyway. Which one? The one that you beat me in, you jerk? Yeah, and then the one that I lost. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I won my other league, you know, the one that both of you guys were in. And Anyway. We're giving him such the world's biggest death stares. Ooh, and Chris is hearing this too, I so know. I'm going to yep. get it from every side. Chris so, isn't hearing it now, obviously. Yeah, I know, recorded. but also, lessons. Uh, to get us back on track, I'm going to go, I hate to love Max Pacioretty. I just flat out hate Matt Pacioretty. Matt Pacioretty. He's Max. I knew what I meant. Max Talbot? Anyway, he's good. I've had him on all of my fantasy teams. He's a penguin killer. He is. You're not wrong. I'm going to agree with Goose. Carey Price is just too good, and it makes me angry. So we're moving on to Ottawa? Ottawa. The Ottawa Senators. Um, Mark Crawford. No. (laughs) I hate one of their assistant coaches. (laughs) Mark Stone. Mark Mathot. All nine and a half of his fingers. Too soon? Sidney Crosby does not deserve a suspension over that. It was a hockey play. Everybody calm down. It wasn't like he was Max Calvert. Max Calvert, you suck. <laughs> I give up. I'm gonna shut your. I'm just gonna shut your mic off for the so, rest of this show. Yep, that's it. He can he can talk, but it's not gonna get picked up. Goose, give me a senator that you hate to love. A senator that I hate to love. Mm, um, I'd say Bobby Ryan. He's good. Not necessarily achieving at a high level. Yeah. All the time, but he's good. Dion Phaneuf. Old Dion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Dion Phaneuf. So let's move on to Toronto. Hey. Nope. Come on. Nope. Let me talk. Nope. I want to talk. Nope. You can still hear me through your mics. It's not like. I'm going to turn the game down so you can't. Oh, come on. 
Toronto. Yes, your mic is back on. Yay, I'm going to pick Eric Carlson. Great, Toronto. Um, I'm not going first. Na- let me pull up their roster. I'm actually pretty mm-hmm. familiar with their roster, thanks to Steve Nazem Kadri, Bob Ross. Hi, I'm Nazem Kadri, Bob Ross. Thanks, Steve. I was typing in Toronto Maple Leafs, and I typed in to my uh, computer Toronto Steve Dangle. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to type in Toronto Maple Steves. Toronto Maple, Maple Steves. Steves. <laughs> but I'm pretty familiar with the roster because Ooh, you of You hate Steve. to love Eric Fair. <laughs> oh, poor <laughs> Eric Fair. Let's see. Let's see. Who could we pick? Freddie Anderson. Brian Boyle's on the team. That's annoying. Austin uh, I know my answer already. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not going first, though. Okay, fine. I'll pick someone. I hate to love. I hate to love their rookies because they got really good really fast. Yes. I'm just going to stay in broad. You're going to go with Curtis McElhaney, aren't you? Obviously. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to go with JVR. I was thinking about JVR. JVR, he's, he's good. He's really good. He's, he's good when he wants to be. But a lot of them are a lot of them are like that. Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov's on the team. He's mm-hmm. thirty. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. So, well, I think he was until Curtis McElhaney and Brian Boyle joined the team because they're the oldest. It looks like. But yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm just gonna go with their rookies. Okay. Because they're just too good, too fast. Austin Matthews with forty goals. Yep. Hall. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Fetus. All right, moving on to Boston. All of them. I just hate all of them. Absolutely. You hate that you love Boston? No, I no, I hate I hate hate Boston. I just hate Boston. So should we just move on? Just just I mean, it. if you guys have one that you use somebody on that team that you actually like, I mean, go for it, but I hate all of them. Same. Moving on. Thank you. Uh, next up Vegas Golden Knights. Are they going to be in that division? No, I was just randomly <laughs> scrolling down the all, Tampa and saw Vegas Golden Knights. All one player that the Vegas Golden Knights have right now. Love to hate and hate to love the exact same player. Why? <laughs> because he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to go front office. You're not going to go George McPhee. He actually picked an NHL coach, which is something he never did. Isn't that weird? He's going to pick Philip Philip Grubauer. <laughs> I, I, I want to see. I think we can devote an entire episode to which player will get picked for me. The expansion team. draft. We should do. Oh, that. we should do we'll that do right that. before the expansion draft. We should do that. Let's do that. That'll be the focus. Ooh, okay. That'll be between the cup and. That'll be between the cup and the draft. Yeah. Guys, we've got summer content. Yay! All right. It's the Pirates. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's another Twitter poll. We'll talk about that. At the we'll end talk of the about episode. that. At the end. So on the. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Who do you hate to love? Nikita Kucherov. I was thinking Nikita Kucherov. I'd say Stamkos. Too obvious. He's really good. Uh, also Kucherov, really Kucherov is too. Kucherov. 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 Um, Rudik is rubbing off on me here. Yeah. Um, Kucherov's really good. The end. Really good. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Victor Hedman. <laughs> you suck. You can pick the same person. No. D- whatever. I'm not picking now. I'm not picking. You ruined it. Anton Strawman. <laughs> Strawman's good. You could pick Strawman. No, moving on to Florida. Go to Florida. David, you start us off. Yes. That way we can't ruin it. I hate to love Roberto Luongo because he's old and talented. Yeah. Ish. Luongo's a good pick. He, he, yeah. 38. 
Oh. <laughs> they, they've got some older guys on that team. It is an older team. Like Yager was born in 72. Thornton, 77. Jeez. No one's quite as old as Yager on that team, though. No. Well, duh. Ancient. No, no, no one in the league is quite as old as Yager. No. No one yeah, comes close. Luongo was born in 79. Yeah. He's 38. Rudick, are you going with Keith Yandel? Ugh. No, because that would apply that I actually like Keith Yandel. Underachieving. I just hate At Keith Yandel. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. Do I want to pick Yager? Because he's not a penguin. Do I want to pick Jokinen because he's not a penguin anymore? But do you hate that you love them? That's the real no, question. No, I don't hate that I love them. Um, on this team, I'm going to have to pass. Jonathan Huberdeau. I thought about it. I really did. Alexander Barkov. Aaron Ekblad. I thought about Ekblad. They're good. They're good. They deserve better than they got this year. It's true. It's like I, I had a hard time picking because I feel bad for these guys. I don't. So do you feel bad for the next team that we're looking at? <laughs> bald. 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 Wait. So whenever I did this list, the standings were reversed. Yeah, yeah. so we have to go with so, Detroit first. So we should go with Detroit first. Sorry, bald. Bald. Put a toupee on. We'll be right back. <laughs> Goose, you, you love Jeff Blaschel, right? Yes. <laughs> He's your favorite person ever. Don't even know him. Just know that the Red Wings are terrible under him. Oh, I, this isn't really hard for me. Henrik Zetterberg. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm going to disagree. Good. They have a couple good young players on that team. Um, give me a second, because I just... Oh, uh, duh. Anthony Mantha and Andreas Athanasiu. And... Oh, I said that right. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I thought I forgot an N there, but no. Uh, they're in good hands for the next few years-ish. They have a lot of old players, but they also have some good young ones, Dylan Larkin included. Mrazik's only 25. Yep. So, anyway, going with my original, uh, Andreas Athanasiu, because he's really good and scores ridiculous goals. He does score ridiculous goals. It's kind of like, hey, you're only 22. You want to come be Evgeny Malkin's winger? Yeah, let's let's afford that. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We can't afford it. But Mrazek is also a good call. He's, he's not that good. That it's a he, thing. Yeah, the problem with me is he's too inconsistent. You're not wrong. He's there. either really really good or oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're not wrong there. Who is their backup but, that was playing for a little while? Well, it wasn't Howard because Howard was hurt. Howard was hurt for a lot. It I, was um. Jared Crow, that's it. That's it. Feast or famine, like the whole team this year. And they did really well, or so badly. <laughs> that, was, that, was exactly, that was exactly it. So now, David, we move on to um, bald. Bald, bald, bald. Uh, I've got nothing. I'm tempted to say Rasmus Ristolainen just, <laughs> just to say Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, but then you look at what he did to Jake Kensel. Can you really love him after that? No, not at all. No. Can't say Evander Kane because he's just, just too much of a migraine. Like, I feel... I'm just like I have right it. now? Yep. Kyle Posa would work. Could do. He's really, really Could good, be. and because he's really, really good, I'm annoyed, but he wasn't nearly as really, really good as he used to be when he played with John Tavares. Way to go, Garth Snow. 
Ryan Gianta's still on that team. I'm going to go with Matt Molson because of his beer. That's spelled <laughs> differently, isn't it? I'm not sure. Yeah, it is spelled differently. No. There's a U in Matt Molson's last name. There's no U in the beer. Canadian. I'm just going to pass. That All team right. deserves a pass after this year. Yeah. You know who doesn't deserve a pass from that yeah, team? Balsma. Thank you. Bald. Yeah. Bald. Bald. We really can't do matchup of the week anymore, can we? Mm. No, we can't. I, I, my matchup of the week is, is the Sunday night game between Columbus and Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, we're in play. <laughs> since we're in playoff time, we decided to modify matchup of the week into series to watch, where um, we talk about which series besides the ones with the Penguins in it that we are most uh, interested in watching, and then we'll we'll throw our uh, two cents in, see how we think that each of these series is going to play out. Um, but let's just start with which one are we most excited for besides Penguins and Columbus. And I think, Goose, if you want to go first, but I think I know your answer. Uh, I'm between two. Okay. Somebody else go ahead, and I'll, I'll chime in later. Washington-Toronto. Washington-Toronto. Okay. I, I want Washington-Toronto because I want... It would just be the most amazing thing ever if Toronto could knock out the Capitals. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But if they could at least force it to six games at least... What really helped the Caps is that they won game one. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, is I think Toronto plays that series tight for at least a few games. Yeah. I mean, Washington's going to bully them out. I mean, it, it's eventually yeah. going to happen. Absolutely. But I mean, if they can just hang around for a while, I exactly. think that's that's, a, that's what I want. Do. That's yeah. all we need them to it, do. It would be amazing if they could knock the Caps out. I'm not, but I'm not saying they're going to. Caps are going to advance. Yeah. I mean, but if they could at least force Game Six. Here's here's the thing that. I'm going to agree with you. I mean, they can force game six. They have no expectations for this year. Exactly. Doing anything in the playoffs because this year it's like, we are happy to be here. <laughs> they are and, happy no, to be here. No, in all seriousness. No, they are. Here. No, they finished, they finished last in the yep. league last year. They yep. had 93 points this year. That's a huge turnaround. So, you know, they surprised the heck out of a lot of people, including me. Yep. So, um, I think we knew that they'd be good. We didn't think they'd be good this quickly. Yeah, I didn't think true. So. I thought they'd have like, well, here's the thing though. When you have a coach like Mike Babcock and then you have that many talented players on your team, you get a real mm-hmm. goalie. That's not Jonathan Byrne. Yay. Jonathan Byrne. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So, but Washington, I got to agree with you, David, Washington, Toronto. I mean, yep. just the Toronto team is going to be so exciting to watch and then to see, I mean, did you watch the first game at all? I watched some highlights of the first yeah. game, and I caught some of the... I mean, the beginning of that series, Toronto just jumped out and said, here we go. Yep. And then the Caps were on their heels for a lot. And then eventually the Caps came back and won that game. But I thought, wow, Toronto could make this a really good series. And because of that, I'm really excited for that series. Yeah, I'm actually going to go out west. Edmonton and San Jose. Um, I was, another yeah. team that's kind of just happy to be there right now. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of expectation mm-hmm. oh i mean set by other people i'm sure they have they want a cup yeah yeah Duh. Duh. but they, i believe they'll get they that. don't have a whole lot of expectation as far as doing well in the playoffs this year because this is the first trip that they've made back since oh it's six. been a decade six it's been yes. a decade over a decade for them so i mean i think that they're going to be, I mean, as it as demonstrated by the fact that they lost uh, game one in overtime, they came back, they won last night, which is great. 
Um, I think that has the potential to be a really, really good seven-game series. Yeah, I think so, too. I would love to see, especially if the Penguins get knocked out, I would love to see San Jose go back to the finals. Because they, they might have Joe Thornton back by that point if they do. Yeah, I would love. I would love to see some of those older guys on that Just, team. They've been in the league for so long. Exactly, you know? they deserve and, a cup. So it's not. It's you know, if if the Penguins get knocked out, I'm rooting for San Jose. Did you know my some of my other teams that I normally root for when the Penguins aren't in, like Tampa Bay, except Jonathan Drouin. Um, <laughs> but you know. if only Sidney Crosby had the work ethic of Jonathan Drouin. Jr. Just shut up, Jr. Oh, you can't see you can't see the face the goose is making right now, but no, it's priceless. Uh, so we've made our picks. Let's actually talk a little bit about each of these series. We're Pitt and Columbus, Penguins, Blue Jackets, Gents. The Penguins are without Matt Murray right now, day to day with a lower body injury. Columbus could be without Calvert. He's, be- still, he's still putting his stick back together yeah. after he just shattered he's, it. He's removing it from yeah. the back of Tom Kunackle. Or who did ESPN say it was, David? Uh, Carter Rowney. ESPN put out a, put out a notification saying that uh, Matt Calvert uh, cro- uh, cross-checked Carter Rowney. Yep. That's, well done. That's quality journalism. Well done. So, but boys, who do we uh, think? I mean, like, like, let's take the Pittsburgh goggles off. Who do we think wins this series, Columbus say, or Pittsburgh? Say it on three. One, two, three. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Moving on. <laughs> Columbus is going to crash and burn. They're not playing well. Pittsburgh is... Penguins are leading the series 2-0. Yep. That's for a reason. Yeah. Because the Penguins can score, and Columbus, Columbus doesn't can. deserve to be here. They don't deserve... Like, the 16-game win streak at the beginning of the Good season was great. If that happened down the stretch, that proved that you deserve to be there. But since the 16-game win streak, they're just back to being buffoons. They've, they've been back to being inconsistent. And they they won. What was it, Goose? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they lost eight of their last nine games. They've lost currently eight of their last nine. Yeah, and then um, and they only won the last game of the regular season against Toronto, which it's against Toronto. Was against Toronto, which was a. Just gonna throw this out there right now. Um, I as of I mean this is probably a biased site. It's Pensburg.com. I just looked because I was Pensburg. I looking Pensburg. up stuff about Matt Calvert getting suspended. Uh, Pierre Lebrun saying Calvert could possibly avoid the suspension, just get a fine, and three hours later, yes, he's going to have a hearing. Okay. Um, Quality journalism. As of right now, Pittsburgh, it looks like it says they have an 84% chance to win the series. Well, here's, Boy, I hope they don't screw that up. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. You know, you watch the Penguins, and we've watched... Both the games. We've missed bits and pieces because of our schedules. Hmm. But we've watched the games for this series religiously because Penguin fans. The Columbus Blue Jackets started both games so far on a mission. And they looked like they were totally going to outclass the Penguins. I look worried. They had jump in their step. They were just peppering shots with to Marc-Andre Fleury, who hadn't played in a while. And it takes, like, in the first game... In the first game of the series, the Penguins scored on Bobrovsky on their fourth shot. The previous game, which was from the time we're recording this, it was last night, they scored on their very first shot. Amazing. Like, the Penguins are just, I think, too skilled up front for the Blue Jackets to be able well, to Mark counter. Madden was talking. He said their biggest advantage in this series is the center position because... Well, look at your centers. Crosby... Malkin, 
Benino and Cullen. Cullen had his, I'm pretty sure, as many goals as... I don't even know who their first line center is. Yeah, because I don't care. But one other thing I wanted to point out, because you and I talked about this last night a little bit during the game, was that um, Matt Murray goes down with an injury. Mark Andre Fleury goes in, which is the exact reason why we kept Mark Andre Fleury. We should have traded him. No, should have traded him we with all the haters. Ca- we need all that cap space. Trade him with cases. all the haters. But this is the exact reason why we kept Mark Mark Andre Fleury, and he has played spectacularly. Over the first two games. And I think a lot of that has to do with is that this is the, the fact first that he's time. Rested. Yes. It's the first time in the entire time he's been the starting goalie for, and you might argue, starting goalie status this year because he wasn't. But this is the first time since he's been a goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins going into the playoffs where he is well rested. He was always worked ridiculously up until the playoffs and had to keep going. He's well-rested, and he looks spectacular. Flurry is also a big reason why the Penguins are going to do well. And I don't care how many Vesna trophies Sergei Bobrovsky is going to win. Marc-Andre Flurry won a Stanley Cup and got the team to the Stanley Cup playoffs so they could win another one. Here's, here's my take on this series is that you can have a really, really good goalie, but if you don't have the team built around the really good goalie, that is yeah. eventually going Thank to catch you. up with Absolutely. you, especially in the playoffs. And it's yep. catching up to Columbus now. Yep. So, Pittsburgh glasses off. It's it's still Pittsburgh. I mean, here's here's the thing is, I mean, you know, we could have a turnaround over the next two games, and they could leave Columbus tied 2-2. Two to two. Yeah. It's true. We don't know. Like, they've only played two games of this seven-game series at the moment that we're recording this, so anything can happen, but still... The odds are I think Penguins are going to win this series. Yeah. Washington and Toronto. All right, everybody on three. One, two, three. Washington. Washington. They're just too good. Yep. They're just too good. All right, well, moving on. Montreal Rangers. This one's one, interesting. Three, two, one. Rangers. Montreal. I wanted to be different. Why do you say Rangers? Because I feel like, here's the thing, it's going to be a battle of goalies here. Henrik Lundqvist, though he's slowing down, he's not the same Lundqvist that we know. Mm-hmm. But you have Henrik Lundqvist versus Carey Price. You have a team that can't score versus a team that kind of can. That's why I think the Rangers have an opportunity to win this series. Because the Canadians, they got Andrew Shaw. whoop de doo Andrew Shaw punches people in the back of the head more than he scores goals anymore. So does Matt Calvert. So does Matt Calvert. Yep. <laughs> But the point is, is that, you know, the Rangers made themselves better over last offseason. They got younger, they got faster, and even though Lundqvist is not as good of a goalie, I think, as Carey Price, yeah. I think that because the Rangers are more offensively minded, they can win. Goose, why do you say Montreal? Uh, I think that Montreal just plays a better game for seven games. I think that series goes seven. Yeah, I believe it will, yeah. too. Um, I think they just... They play a little better game for the seven of the series, and it's going to be an edge. I mean, I think that that overtime win last night for them says that, you know, they can stick, at least stick with them. I mean, if they don't win, it's not going to be like a 4-1 series. I mean, it'll be... Like, that series could definitely go either way. Yeah, I could see it going either way, but I honestly just think that the Rangers made... I mean, since Claude Julien took over the bench... And they finally rid themselves of Michelle Tarion. Yeah. They went, I'm trying to remember the stat, I think they went 16-7-1 down the stretch. Wow. Did the Canadians do a thing? And it was they, a good They thing. turned it around. They turned it around. But I just, I don't know, I have a good feeling about the Rangers yeah. in that series. 
Ottawa and Boston. Three, two, one. Boston. Boston. All right. Five will goes west. <laughs> Minnesota, St. Louis. Three, two, one. St. Louis. Minnesota just crapped down the stretch. Yep. Uh, and are continuing that. <laughs> yeah. Demonstrated by the fact that they had home ice for the first two games and lost both of them. Just <laughs> the curse of barbecue Bruce shown back up in the playoffs. <laughs> I actually really love Bruce Boudreaux, especially after he Not left. as much as he loves barbecue sauce. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I have, actually have a lot of respect for Bruce Boudreaux because every team that he's coached, I mean, he proved how good of a coach he is in the regular season from taking a team that did terribly last year with very minimal roster changes and making them beastly. Yeah. And till down this stretch when it all just fell out from underneath them. You so need, so you what need you're saying, to, uh, I've, I've made it like 20 minutes without getting muted, so the Wild were very beastly this year. And you're done. You're done. 30 seconds. Alright. For a goose. Um, the thing is, is that you know, we're looking at two teams who have new coaches, you know, Bruce being there for the whole season. Yeah. Mike Yo picking up uh, after Ken Hitchcock, you know, really stopped trying. He stopped trying. Yep. He really did, which is why good luck in Dallas, Ken. Oh, I forgot to point something out when we were talking about Ken Hitchcock. Did you know that he has a clause in his contract for Dallas that says that he can step down from coaching whenever he wants and would move into an advisory role with the organization? Wow. So he'll last like a year and then be like, I'm out. Yep. You're back, Goose. Yeah, Goose. Right after back. I'm back, I bump my mic. Whoops. <laughs> so, um, St. Louis just looks better. Yeah. You need to have that momentum going down the stretch, and, and Minnesota hasn't had it. Hmm. There's really not that much, I think, could say about that. So, this one, the next one's actually kind of interesting with where the, um, the series looks like so far. Ready? Chicago and Nashville. Three, two, one. Nashville. Nashville. I'm throwing. I didn't my think rule. you'd be in the minority there. Wow. I, okay. No, no, no. I've got faith in Nashville. I do. I just want to see. Uh, I am every. I am everything that I saw in this one picture. How Blackhawks or how people who hate the Blackhawks feel. I'm gonna root for the team that's playing them. Yeah. No. I, 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 I want to root for Nashville, but realistically, if I'm looking at it, I think Nashville takes them. I can think Seven Nashville games, can take them Nashville too. Nashville takes them. I think Nashville can take them because here's the thing. Okay, they still have. You know, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, you've got Duncan Keith and Brett She said Siegel. no, by the way. Ooh. And then you have Corey Crawford. Okay. And Scott Darling's a good goalie for them as well. Is her name Pecorine? Here's the thing. Beyond the, their core guys, yeah. they have a whole bunch of young, undeveloped uh, the man. teams. I mean, oh, and Artemi Panarin. I forgot about Panarin. But the point is, is that Chicago is trying to do the thing that Chicago always does and rely on their bottom six guys or role players who generally were really, really, really good. But I think that they're starting to run out of the good the good kids from the farm system. Yeah. I don't think that these guys that they have on that team, after they just keep, they win their cups all they sign all these players to big contracts and then it's like okay in order to do cap space we get rid of andrew shaw we get rid of brandon sod we you know start pulling apart bits and pieces of their stanley cup championship teams and then that's okay these young kids will just come in and fill the roles it's working for the pittsburgh penguins now because we never did it for so long you're not wrong but i think that chicago has just been gutting their prospect pools and i think it's going to finally start catching up with them and I also just really, really want somebody to knock them out in the first round for the second year in a row. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. 
All right, Edmonton, San Jose. Three, two, one, San, San Jose. Jose. Really? I'm... Series is tied 1-1. Uh, I think that Edmonton gets past this round, and then they lose. That's fair. I could see that. I, I think that they will be able to take out a team that is a lot older than they are. True. They're but a lot slower than they are. I don't think True. they go much past no. the first round. I, I can agree with that, but the thing is, is that I know John Tortorella doesn't think so. Of course, his team is down, you know, two games to none in the series against the Penguins, but I really do think the playoff experience matters. And the Sharks have it in droves. Granted, it's not been successful playoff experience. True. But they have so much experience there. The thing that I will give an edge on Edmonton, though, if Joe Thornton was healthy and in their lineup and their power play was producing a bit more, I'd be much more confident in San Jose. But it could go either way for me. But I just think that San Jose has a little bit of an edge. See, the, it could be a seven. I see this being a seven game series. Yeah. But I mean, Edmonton won that game 2 nothing last night. Both of their goals were scored shorthanded. Just don't. Yeah. There's bigger underlying problems for the Sharks than not scoring on the power play. Yeah, if they're letting. I mean, that you know what that means? That means that Milan Lucic can punch whoever he wants <laughs> and sit in the box for the entire series, and the Oilers would just still score. Just yep. Ten minute misconducts the whole way. <laughs> the whole way. Milan Lucic doesn't play a game. Just <laughs> beyond just, this. Just give him the Tom Sacito. He gets twenty times the amount of ice time in penalty minutes. Yep. Just give him the full Tom Sacito. <laughs> Suspended. <laughs> that's too good you can't mute him for that nope all right finally anaheim calgary three two one anaheim, anaheim. yeah i don't think calgary's ready yet they have too no. much yeah yeah anaheim has too much for calgary right now yeah now unfortunately remember when you know calgary was really hot going down the stretch they were just really hot for a while and then their goaltending wasn't atrocious Yes. Yeah. It wasn't a dumpster fire. Like the Pirates bullpen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Calgary put any, um, it's a long season, and Calgary put any doubts about the changes that they made to rest. Yes. They're going to be a good team. They don't, they're not ready yet. Even a Randy Carlisle-led Anaheim Ducks team. See, here's the thing is, with that, with that team, I don't think they're going to pull some kind of epic collapse the ducks i mean i don't know well, if they want a cup but if they blow up i don't think it'll be like uh they lose out in four straight now watch me be wrong and they'll lose the next three games or yep. four games and lose four to one thus avoiding the entire statement i made yeah i don't know it's only one like some of these have only played Chicago Nashville only played one game yeah and Anaheim and Calgary have only played one game Boston and Ottawa have only played one game some of these is really obvious you know Toronto you know Washington's going to be Toronto I almost said it the other way around you have a pretty good feeling that Boston's going to beat Ottawa this is one of those games series rather where I could see it going either way you just really don't know yet yeah from the series but I honestly think that Calgary's just not ready they're good for the future yeah not right now well, hopefully next week we'll be able to uh, kind of update that with a better look at where these series is, 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 is are. And then probably take another week off. Yeah. We're just like calling that. it right now. Yeah. 
All right, so before we close out this episode, which we had already talked about, uh, we were like, yeah, this will be a short episode. Yeah, no, it's not a short episode. What is it, 81 minutes? It is 81 minutes right now. It's like 10 minutes shorter than we normally do. Yeah. No. Usually we're 71 minutes True. No, we're normally like a hundred minutes before editing. Let's 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 be fair. It's been a while since we've done this. True. So uh, since we are currently in round one of the playoffs and hockey doesn't last all year, sad. What do we talk about during the summer? It's a good point. I mean, we picked up some summer content. We have the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. You really have you have the expansion draft after the playoffs. You have the regular draft and free agency. And until training camp comes around in September, that's it be very very light podcast so we're gonna throw a twitter poll out there some people like rudick have said that we should talk about uh the pirates i personally know nothing about baseball so neither do we but we're just trying to figure out you know we should we, should we talk about some other stuff how do we fill the void so we'll leave that up to the 19 of you who follow us on twitter yeah should we create a summer segment for pirates should we talk about the dumpster fire that is their bullpen? Should we talk about their complete lack of starting pitching or whatever the heck Tyler Glasnow does? Um, should we talk about the fact that they don't have anyone to hit a baseball because Jung Ho Gung is still in Korea? Whoops. <laughs> Quality signing, guys. Well done. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. And yep. uh, welcome back, gents. <laughs> the candle is officially burned out. I think we're going to need gonna a, have new, to get a new one. We're going to need a new studio candle here. The uh, frosted cranberry. If you have any suggestions for us, uh, let's put another Twitter poll out there. <laughs> no, it's not even a Twitter Tw- poll. Just more tweet Twitter us. Poll. More Twitter polls. We're gonna we do don't have nearly poll. enough of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A Twitter poll. What candle should replace the frosted cranberry candle? Boom. Another Twitter Ooh. poll. Oh, wow. That one got picked up on the, the mic. glass broke. Did you oh. break it? No. No, we're good. It's still solid on the bottom. All right, but before, before, I, uh, before I actually shatter this candle for Goose, Rudick, this is David, and this is the Puck Stops here.